Hi, I'm Emmy. And I'm Mago. And this is the Five Things Podcast. Welcome to season two of the Five Things Podcast. Go us. Go us. Yay. Welcome back to our tens of listeners. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Have you forgotten about us? Did you not even notice we were gone? Or have you been on the edge of your seat waiting for this season two? I'm really, I think I, that's, I feel like it's the latter. Me too. I was just going to say, obviously, it's the latter. <laughs> Listen, I'm so proud of us because when you first asked me to do a podcast with you, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> you are. And I was like, no. <laughs> Straight out. Yeah, no. Well, I knew I would talk you into I wasn't worried about the no because I knew I could change your mind. I know. You always I take, you always take my nose with a grain of salt. That's right, because I can bully you into it. <laughs> so here we Which are. I did, and here we are. Season two. <laughs> Go us. That's impressive. And this is going to be, guys, we are, like, so much more organized for season two. We have, like, some fun. Spreadsheets and everything. Uh, spreadsheets with fun topics yeah. on them. So. Well, and we're super excited to be kicking off season two at the kickoff of the holiday season, because this is my favorite time of year. Ditto. It's, my, it's our birthday. It's not only, well, I was just going to say, it's not only the holiday season, it's also both our birthdays. Mm-hmm. So we got we got lots of celebrating to do over the next several episodes. Absolutely. Okay, so we're just going to get right into it. And to kick off our start of our holiday season, we thought we would talk today about hosting a dinner party, mm. which is one of my absolute favorite things to do on the planet. You're so good at it. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, I really, I am Monica. I love to host. It thrills me. I. It's been actually the one thing I've missed the most about the world, the regular world. Um, but I have kept myself busy over quarantine hosting lots of dinner parties for the Bennetts. <laughs> yeah, by making up. <laughs> Fake holidays. Yes, we made it fake holidays. <laughs> and then Jen's daughter asked me to make her Thanksgiving dinner for her birthday. So we had a big birthday celebration for her with a beautiful dinner party. So, yes, I've been managing to get my fix in with the Bennetts. But, yeah, I love it. I love to do it. So we're going to just go over some things. I don't know. Maybe some of you would love to host dinner parties, but you're just not naturally a dinner party host like I am. So we're going to give you some mm-hmm. of our best tips. And we'll see if any of you, maybe we could, maybe we could make it like a dinner hosting challenge and we could get our listeners to post pictures. Great idea. And, and we'll, we'll try to have some balance for you because Emmy is (laughs) dinner party hostess extraordinaire. And I also absolutely love to have people in my home, but I, I am not quite as extreme. Well, yeah. You, you also do a lovely job of setting up a dinner table though, um, but yes, I am a little on the extreme end. So, a little, just a just slightly. Number 1 is who to invite and how to do it. Okay. Well, I have to say I feel very strongly about the fact that the invitation Yeah, see how she just jumped right in. <laughs> the invitation sets the tone for the entire event. I used to have an invitation business. I'm big on invitations. I love the convenience of the invite, but I like to combine that with an actual invitation because I think I just heard a statistic from Hobby Lobby that (laughs) um, people only receive an average of two personal 
mail items a month, which actually I think is kind of generous. But um, yeah, I think there's nothing better than getting a nice invitation in the mail or on your doorstep. I know with like that that thick envelope. <sighs> I mean, it's it all starts with the the writing on the front yep. and the stamp. Yep. I mean, I also like to hand deliver invitations, especially for a dinner party, because if you're only having, you know, let's say 10 people, so five couples, including you, that's only four invitations you have to deliver. Easy peasy. Well, I would I would love it if you delivered an invitation to be here. If I deliver an invitation to your doorstep, will you come to California for my dinner party? Yes. Okay. Yes. RSVP, yes. <laughs> oh, we need to talk about RSVP. <gasps> oh, well, that's the other side. We're talking about hosting. Hostess don't doesn't have to okay. RSVP. Okay, that'll come later. So, who to invite? How to do it? So, first of all, let's go with the who. Um, depending on your personality, I think could be more or less important. Like mm-hmm. for me, I'm a mixer. I don't really care who you are. If you know each other, I'll get you together, and we'll all be friends, and it'll be fantastic. That frame of mind gives my husband hives. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm more of like I like both. Mm. Like I am always like thinking ahead to the conversation and what it's going to be and so I like to have mixed people that know each other and a mixed people that don't because personally I think there's nothing better than like sitting there and watching your friends that don't know each other mm. interact mm-hmm. and enjoy each other. It brings me so much Yes, joy. I agree. I love it. But Nathan does not like to mix friend groups at all. It really like upsets him. So That's so funny. I've pretty much stopped doing that because he just doesn't like it. And I've learned to respect that because we all got our things and that's his. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But, you know, you do want to think about, especially because when we're talking about a dinner party, we're talking about like a small party around a dining room table. And so yes. you do need to think about who is going to be sitting there and is the conversation going to flow and will people have things in common even if they don't know each other. So, I think you got to take all those factors in, into consideration and also consider how big is your dining room table because you don't want to invite 12 people if you only have a six-seater dining room table. That would be awkward. It would be a little uncomfortable. So <laughs> you got any other tips on who to invite? <laughs> no, but I mean, again, like depending on your personality, it's just like, for okay, for example, last January, I was super depressed probably because it was January mm, yeah. and it was cold. Yeah. And I don't know. I was just feeling kind of down. And I was like, I'm going to have a brunch and I'm going to invite all my girlfriends and it's going to pick me up. And it totally did. It was so fun to plan it. It was so fun to decorate it for it. It was so fun to cook for it. I love that you did and that. I wish I had been They all had a blast. Brunch. You would have. I know. Want, want. Well, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to do I, that. I want to do that again. Like, um, I think I'm going to make it a thing. Like, I do a winter brunch, and I'll just— Oh, I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I really hope that from today's episode, people who have, are, like, hesitant to do this kind of thing will just decide, I can totally do that. It doesn't need to be a big, elaborate thing. And I am telling you, I think that the small dinner party is, like, every, every time we do it— Every time I help someone do it, it's always, like, the best evening. And everyone's Mm -hmm. like, why don't we do this more often? So I hope people will decide to do this more often. And, yeah, I love that. I love that dinner, little brunch for your girlfriends. Mm -hmm. It was so easy. All kinds of fun things. Yeah. Well, I don't have much to say about the invitations because I'm more of an Evite girl. Okay. Well, I 
I don't, I'm okay with that, but I do like, and <laughs> thank you. Thank do you. you. Do you ever use paperless post? What do you think? I think, no, you just use Evite. Yeah. Paperless yeah, I use post, the free Evite. It's just a little like upgrade on Evite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's like an invitation that actually comes out of the envelope mm-hmm. digitally. On the email. Yeah. <laughs> they have some really cute styles. It's a little fancier. Um, and but for the most part, you have to pay. You pay for postage, quote right. unquote. And it's not expensive. It's still way cheaper than sending out an invitation. But I highly recommend paperless post if you're looking to upgrade your evite a little bit. Um, but as I said, I really, really mostly would recommend some kind of um, what's the word when it's actually you can hold it physical, tangible. <laughs> okay, yeah, works. Okay. Yeah. Um, invite because I just think it's so much more personal and people, it does. I, and it sets the tone. I think it does, and it gets people excited, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is like she went to the trouble to make an invitation. This is going to be a fun event. I don't want to miss it." I really think when people have an invitation in their hand, they're much more likely to attend something because they're like reminded of it, and they're thinking like, "Oh, they went to the trouble to make an invitation. This is going to be a nice night." So I like to do unexpected invitations, and they don't have to be expensive. But, like, I think I've mentioned before, um, when my friend Tracy and I hosted a dinner party for some people, I found at Home Goods, I found these little cheese boards. They were marble. They were probably, like, four by six or so. And I used vinyl to put the invitation on the cheese board. Now, you could always just print an invitation out and glue it to the cheese board, which would also be very cute. You could handwrite it on the cheese board. So cute. In a Sharpie or something. Um but I just like a little unexpected. Like I did um, where I printed on some napkins one time. So, I mean, there's just a lot of fun ways you could invite people. You could you could get a mule glass. And <laughs> get like a donkey. <laughs> like no, what? I mean, like a Moscow mule, like a yes, bronze. Yes, so cute. Copper, what are they? Copper. Copper. Copper cup. And you could stick an invitation in there or you could... Again, right on, right on the mug. I mean, how did you somebody... how did you send the cheese boards? Did you were they all hand delivered? We hand delivered those. Yeah, it was. Okay, I'll have to post a picture. I had the cheese boards, and then I had printed their names on a napkin, a fabric napkin, and then I tied it all together and I put it in this really beautiful black box that I had just gotten from uh, Amazon. These cute black boxes. And tied a really pretty bow around it and left them on their doorsteps. And You're so cute. This was for a fundraiser we had done. It was an auction item that we had auctioned off for us to help with this dinner party. And some of the people at at one of the dinner parties, I had I knew. They are some good friends of mine. And they were like, oh, my gosh, this was so over the top. Best invitation I've ever seen. And they're like, they were so excited about going to the dinner party because of the invitation. So, Sets the tone. It's your jam. It's your jam. I'm I'm sure you will do this as a business at some point. You know what I should do? Oh, maybe I will. Oh gosh, guys, you're here. An idea (laughs) is being born. No, not a business idea. Although Kiana did just text me yesterday and say, I think we should start an event planning business together. And I immediately texted her back, okay. (laughs) Sure. Sure thing. (laughs) Um, but no, I was gonna say maybe I'll put together um a, a Pinterest board. With some invitation ideas, and That's I could cute. put the link up on our, well, I could put on our website, which I haven't updated in many, many months. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just put it on our Instagram account. 
Number two, how to decorate your dinner party. So obviously I'm going to have some things to say about this. Yeah, I could probably just like get up, go to the bathroom, (laughs) switch over some laundry. (laughs) No, listen. Now, I know that not everyone is going to go to the extremes that I go to, and I don't think you need to. And I think sometimes simple is even better. Do I believe that statement? No, you don't believe that. Don't lie to yourself. (laughs) But um, But I do. I do. My... (laughs) My favorite thing about a dinner party is you have one table to decorate, which I'm used to putting on conferences where I have to do, you know, 15 or 20 tables. Right. When you have one table, you can make it so pretty and be quite elaborate and not spend a ton of money. And it's so fun to do. It is so fun. It is so fun. And your jam, your jam is color schemes, I feel like. You're so, so good at that in your decor. Do you do anything to to find those color schemes or do they just come into your head? No, I absolutely do. And that's actually, uh, that is a Pinterest board that I already have that I would be happy to link. If you want to look at my Pinterest, I am, I think I'm Emmy-Blakely. I'll have to check that while we're talking. But I have a Pinterest board that is called um, Party Inspiration. And anytime I'm on Pinterest and I'm seeing pictures that look like beautiful tables to me. I just pin it on there and, um, wait, what? Is, oh no, it looks like I changed my, I changed my, um, Pinterest name. Um, it's just Emmy here on Pinterest now. It's just Emmy here, but yeah, I just pin it. And then if I'm like trying to plan a party, I will start there. I start with my Pinterest board and I will just, look for a color scheme I like, and that'll be my starting point. Or like sometimes like for that one dinner party that my friend and I did for the fundraiser, we found a picture on Pinterest and it was, um, they had used a blanket scarf to, as like yes. the um, runner. Like and a plaid, it's plaid, a little plaid one, right? Yeah, it was a like a gray mm-hmm. and white plaid table, I mean, um, blanket scarf, and then they had used just real muted like pink splushes and like muted oranges and stuff. Um, it was beautiful, and we were like, we can do this. So we found a blanket scarf on Amazon for $17, and that was the starting point. And then we ended up getting a bunch of um, those Cinderella pumpkins, you know, like the white mm-hmm. and the, like, peachy-colored ones that they have at uh, Trader Joe's. And we, like, stacked those up for our centerpiece, added some flowers and some candles, and we used some natural w- wood tones with it. And it was just so simple and I mean, it wasn't that simple, but it was, it wasn't, it was something that anybody could do and pretty inexpensively. So yeah, I love to get ideas from, from Pinterest for that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, if you just have a color scheme you happen to like, like red and pink are my favorite colors and I love red and pink together. So just start with that. Or if you see like an image of something, like I have this cute logo that I had actually purchased to use for um our choose joy this year sad face the colorado one because it had the, you're talking about the one with the mountains yeah and um it was really cute and the, i really like the color scheme on that logo and so um i used that at our thanksgiving avery's birthday thanksgiving dinner so party cute the other night. so yeah just take one thing as your starting point and it doesn't have to be something that you would naturally think is dinner party related. Like a blanket scarf is not like something you would be 
looking for in the dinner hosting section of <laughs> um, home goods. But um, yeah, just take that as your starting off point. Um, a couple of things that I like to use that I think are great for decoration. First of all, I really, really love having a place card for a multitude of reasons. One, because I like to tell people where they're going to sit because then you can like help to direct conversation by putting people in, you know, Yeah, you can orchestrate. You can orchestrate it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I also think people like to have, in fact, at Avery's birthday dinner the other night, Allie was like, oh, I love when I have a place card. She's like, I love when someone tells me where to sit. (laughs) Because I think sometimes when people... If they're, like, uncomfortable, they like to just be like, okay, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to care about, oh, is it okay For if sure. I sit here next to you? So um, I love a place card. And you can do them as simple as a piece of paper that you've written someone's name on. Um, or you can make them super complicated. But they don't, again, have to be expensive. Like, I've done ones before where I used a little apple and a pin. And I pinned a piece of paper into the apple that, had, that I had printed out everybody's names on. So... They can be very simple, but I think a place card makes you feel fancy and it makes you feel like they've put the forethought into thinking about you and, you know, where you are going to sit. So I like place cards. I agree. I I think that's classy. I love a charger. And for those of you oh, that yes. are not, like I know right now I can hear my friend Tiffany going, oh, what now? Um, chargers are the larger plates that go under a dinner plate that are not used as actual plates. They're strictly decorative. And um, you can get chargers so inexpensively. Um, You can. I just bought some at Hobby Lobby, actually. And the woman um, checking me out at Hobby Lobby, she didn't know what they were. You're kidding. And she was like, what? No, she was like, what are these? Oh, my God. She was like, I've been so curious. That is hysterical. It's a, it's a charger. Like, I I mean, I'm not judging Tiffany, but I am kind of judging the Hobby Lobby lady. <laughs> well, I mean, she should know she works at Hobby Lobby. They sell a lot of chargers. They have every Hobby yeah. Lobby, you walk in yeah. and there's like that display of chargers. Totally. Maybe and she was new. Maybe she was new. She must have been. Um, yeah, a charger, They you can get them. They're usually $4 at Hobby Lobby. And then oftentimes they're on sale for half off. Especially if it's mm-hmm. like seasonal, like Christmas time, they'll all be on sale. So, um, yeah, I love a charger, and I prefer a charger to like a placemat. Um, Same. Be, they fit the table better usually, and it's easier cleanup. It's yes, and I also yes, definitely easier cleanup, and you can squeeze more people together at your table. But sometimes, well, first of all, if you want to use paper plates, which I am not opposed to, if you want to use a paper plate and make your cleanup easier. I like having a charger because if you're, like, doing a buffet, then people can use the charger, and it gives you a little more, you know, stability for your plate. But, um, yeah, it's definitely easier to clean up, and I don't know. I just like the way they look better. I think they, they it's a great way to add some color to your table or some sparkle. I have some black glitter ones. I have some gold ones. And they're so easy to store because they're very flat, so you can have stuff. Do you have any wooden ones? (laughs) (laughs) Because anyone who's been involved with Choose Joy is is thinking wood chargers. Probably a three day Voxer thread between our 14 members of our Choose Joy team about wood chargers. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it was intense. intense. And yes, I have wood chargers now. 
Um, yeah. Okay. So my my three my three mm-hmm. must haves for decor are char- are also okay. chargers, cloth napkins, and candles, and specifically unscented candles. You cannot have scented candles. <gasps> no. Good tip, Mago. Yeah, that's a great tip. Also, if you're using candlesticks, I really highly recommend getting dripless candlesticks because I've. Unless you have a best friend who will come over and clean them for you, like I did. <laughs> there is a trick to getting wax off of candlesticks, but it's not worth it. Just get the dripless candles for crime sakes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think those are great, great tips there you got. Um, yeah, definitely fabri- fabric napkins. A great place to get those is World Market. They have like every color you could ever want and they're pretty inexpensive, so... Well, and they, they, well, some of them they sell in a set, yeah. but some of them are just, you can grab, so you yeah. can mix them because it's yeah. kind of mix them. I have lots. I have a whole mm-hmm. drawer full of all different color napkins and I love them. I love, I really strictly only use cloth napkins for a dinner party. It makes you feel fancy, even if you're using paper plates. Huh. Agreed. Um, okay. And then, you know, we did mention on our home um, goods episode about getting white serving pieces. And again, here I would say this is a great place to have white pieces. If you have white vases, white um, cake pedestals, platters, all different kinds of things yeah. you can use, and you're going to be able to mm-hmm. use them for any party you have. So, um, oh, one more tip for decorating. I love flowers, and I think fresh flowers just make anything feel fancier. Um the, obviously, the best place to buy fresh flowers is Trader Joe's if you have a Trader Joe's near you because they're inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, Costco, you can also get good ones. But I used to get very intimidated by making flower arrangements because I think that takes such skill. And I would always be disappointed with whatever I had done until I took a flower class from Sinclair and Moore, a virtual flower class during COVID, and learned the beauty of the floral frog and I was like, that's so fun. What? I didn't know you did oh, that. Yeah, I didn't tell you about that. Robin and I did it. It was so fun. We, he that's had a so peony fun. class and you got these peony stems delivered to you from like Norway. They came straight. I think they were like FedEx from Norway and Holland, Holland. <laughs> oh, Norwegian Holland. peonies. Oh, okay. um, Dutch. And mm-hmm. then they told you what to have. And one of the things they told us to have was a floral frog and like floral putty. Game changer. Anyone? can design flowers with a floral frog. That is true. I do know what oh a floral frog is. Gosh, why did it take don't. 42 years for me to figure out that the floral frog is the key? Floral frog is the key to floral success. I don't know. I'm really happy about it. I don't know either. Well, I just ordered some more of them, but just buy yourself one floral frog. Um, I There are, you can find them on Amazon for pretty inexpensive. I The one that I have that he recommended is called a, hairpin floral frog it's a little bit different than the, like straight up pin ones and i really like it it um gives you a little more flexibility with the stems but if you don't have one look it up buy yourself a floral frog and then you can always have mm-hmm. a centerpiece with flowers in it and it'll be super easy so oh oh one other thing uh fabric if you want to fill your table um i love a runner I don't like to use tablecloths because I feel like they get in the way. And then if you spill on it, you're like, you're the jerk that spilled on the tablecloth. Um, But I love using a runner and I have a very long dining room table that never fits the runners that I can buy in the store. So I tend to just buy fabric, just buy like two or three yards of fabric and 
can cut it down if you need to, or you can fold it, and then you can have it. I mean, the options are endless at a fabric store, so highly recommend. Very Truly. inexpensive. Well, and one other thing I just want to say about decor is that it's cheaper than you would think to rent stuff. Oh, so good tip. If you're trying to squeeze, if you're trying to squeeze maybe more people around your table and you want to just mm-hmm. rent chairs, it's not that much. Or like my sister-in-law is, is having a party this weekend, and I was telling her she was asking if I had tablecloths, and I was like, just rent them. They're like. Five to ten dollars to rent nice tablecloths, and then you can, like you're saying, juice it up with with a runner or fabric or something. But it's I cheap yes, that's a really stuff. good tip. I'm glad you mentioned that because we did that for the dinner parties that we helped put on. We rented a 60 inch round table and tablecloths and chairs. The cha- chairs are like a couple of dollars each. They're so inexpensive. Yeah. And it's yeah, totally if you worth can it. Pick it up; it'll be really inexpensive. The where they get you is usually that delivery charge is usually expensive, but if you can pick them up, it's so so cheap, and it's definitely. I agree. Great, great tip, Mango. You and I, you and I have been to yes. many a like industrial area yes, to pick up rentals. Orange County <laughs> rental, um, or place. you yes. can do like we did and um, get your next door neighbor to buy six nice quality folding chairs and then you can buy six nice quality folding chairs and then you always have 12 nice quality folding chairs on hand that is that is quite smart yeah okay i could talk about decor forever and ever so we better move on okay let's number three is what to serve so what are you gonna make for dinner okay i have a couple things to say about this um first of all i have this starred and underlined on my notes, but <laughs> wear an apron, whatever you're serving, because especially oh, me. Oh, Mago. I I always forget to put my apron on until it's too late. Oh my gosh. And I am I spill on myself constantly. <laughs> so number one tip, regardless of what you're serving, wear an apron. <laughs> wear Yeah, good. One. Um, okay, so a couple of things I wanted to mention are mm-hmm. um well, let's just get this one out of the way. Let's talk okay. about dietary needs. Oh. Because I think this is an issue that comes up when you are hosting a dinner party. You, you might have people yeah. that are gluten-free. You might have people that are dairy-free. Mm-hmm. I have lots of friends that are both of those. And mm-hmm. I I just want to say you are their host, not their nutritionist. So I think oh. as long as you have options That's for people. That's a shirt. Oh, let's do it. You make one right when we hang up. <laughs> Great color scheme. I am your host, not your nutritionist. Not your nutritionist. No, so I think, uh, I'm not saying be cold-hearted about it. I'm saying have lots of options, but I don't think you have to stress about people's dietary needs. I totally agree. I think for the most part, people who have very restrictive diets, either A, are going to tell you about it ahead of time, or Mm -hmm. B, they 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 always plan that they're not going to get to eat a lot when they go to someone's house. And so they... They, like, bulk up before they leave. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's a very good tip. Um, Definitely. Um, You definitely want appetizers, and um, I think you want to make sure you have your appetizers and your drinks where you want people to hang out. So if you don't want people standing around your kitchen, then do not put your drinks and your appetizers. If you want people to congregate outside, then just make sure that you have those items outside so people will naturally follow where the drinks and appetizers are. For sure. We did a dinner party um, a few weeks ago for my neighbor um, who was turning 21. 
and we did little individual charcuterie boards for everyone around the table so that they were already at the table when they arrived, and that got everybody over oh, sitting at the fun. table right away. I love that. Yeah, it was fun. That's cool. Um, yeah, all, all I want to say, and then I'll let you go, is just don't do a maiden voyage dish when you're having oh, I was just gonna, yeah, a dinner party. I was going to say the same thing. Um, yeah, this is not the time to try out that new recipe that you saw Joanna making. Mm-hmm. And definitely mm-hmm. do make ahead whenever possible. In fact, I have a few. Like, mm-hmm. I have, like, three key recipes that I make when people come over. And they're recipes that actually are better served the next day. Mm-hmm. So um, do that. And then always start cooking a little earlier than you think you need to. Because for sure, it's so much better to just heat something up or, you know, pull it out of the fridge or whatever. Because I have so been the hostess who is a frantic, sweaty yes. mess yes. with stains on my shirt. And it's just no fun for anybody. So, well, and that's that's what I would say to keep in mind. Be, cogniz- be cognizant of the timing of food, and if you can plan things that you could make at least part of it ahead of time, and then that way you're not having to time three things together. Like mm-hmm. I, I love to do mashed potatoes in the instant pot because you can do them and it can be done and sitting in the instant pot, and it's not gonna like it'll be fine. Right, when you serve it later. I, even if you, what I usually do is I do them and then I just let them sit. Like I'll, I'll drain the potatoes, but then just leave them in the instant pot. And then that way I haven't mashed them yet. They're not getting gummy from being mashed up already, but they're like ready to go. So. Yeah. And the other bonus of make ahead is that you can clean up your dishes and you don't have to have a disaster. And yeah. You think. I know. I hate having a super messy kitchen because I have a very open floor plan. So I hate it when my kitchen's all messy. I was going to say, um, I highly recommend what, any kind of one pan dish. Like I know mm-hmm. you have a couple of really good um, Dutch oven kind of recipes that are so good. Um, I have a couple of sheet pan recipes that I really like to do that are great because number one, once it's in the oven, I'm done and I can clean up all the dishes and then all that I'm going to have left is what's in the oven. And I usually try, especially if I'm cooking for a dinner party too, um, cook and disposable stuff so that I don't have to have, like, it can come out and then we can just throw it in the trash. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about the kitchen still being all messy. Yeah. Just something that you definitely don't try something new at a dinner party. That's not the place to do that. Um, I also am not opposed, this might surprise some people, but I'm not opposed to, like, serving food from a restaurant mm-hmm. at a dinner party. Like, who says you have to cook it? Get a nice restaurant meal and... Just serve it on your plates and make it pretty. Not that you would pretend like you had cooked it, but just, you know, you don't have to. If that's going to be stressful for you, then eliminate that part. Especially or dessert. If you Especially have, dessert. Like, I yes. usually just pick something up for dessert. I don't usually make yeah. it. Yeah. Put it on a little um, cake stand, do, and there you go. Yeah. If I do, I have Bo make it usually. But um, And then if you want to make this a very special night, or maybe you have a little more room in the budget, um, Catering is also a great option. And I think actually it's a lot less expensive than people think it is. And it is, I have done one dinner party where I had a caterer come and do it. And it was so enjoyable because I got to just be at the table with my people. And it w- it's like you're in a restaurant, but you're in your own home and you're being served, like they will serve it to you. And um, it really, you can, you can get, catering for like $30 a head, depending on what you're having done. So it's not, it doesn't have to break the bank to have a cater or 
um, private chefs will do them. So it's mm-hmm. if you're if you're wanting to just really have more time with your guests, or if cooking is not your thing, it, I highly recommend thinking about considering getting it catered. Good idea. And you can get it catered from a restaurant too, and th- that's definitely even less expensive. And sometimes they'll even sometimes restaurants will do in-house caterings. Like um, a lot of sushi restaurants will do sushi for you in your house. That's um, fun. Our favorite. Yeah, you guys did that for a birthday party. We we did it for Penelope's birthday party because she loves sushi so much, and it was a big hit. So yeah. Um, and also just one last note on the what to serve. It doesn't have to be fancy. Like Mm-mm. no one. There's no rules about this kind of stuff. You can do do a pasta dish mm-hmm. and make it super. For Christmas last year, Mago's family was coming out to be with our family on Christmas Day, and I had considered doing like the whole big Christmas meal, and then I was like. I really want to enjoy the day with, and I think we had the food to do it, didn't we? Didn't we decide they like mm-hmm. like on Christmas Day? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really feel like cooking right now. Should we just do big ziti? And you were like, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so you were gonna do that chicken dish, made, the chicken and the grapes yeah. and the shallots, which is delicious. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, which is so delicious and actually not that hard. But anyway, so it doesn't have to be fancy. Number four is how to do it on a budget, which I feel like we kind of already have addressed a little bit um, in all these things. But like I said, you really, this does not have to be something that breaks the bank. It mm-hmm. can be very inexpensive. Do pasta if you're really trying to keep, but I mean, when we first did Choose Joy, the first two years of Choose Joy, um, my other bestie, Brooke, cooked the meals for all of the people at the conference, which was like 120 people the first year. And then the second year, I think it was like 200 people. And the first year we bought all of the food for the 115 people for like $500. Mm-hmm. So you absolutely can do a dinner party on a budget. And I think you just have to have to be expensive. Yeah. I think that just requires planning ahead and not saving mm-hmm. your food choices to last minute. I mean, I do, mm-hmm. I know you do something similar, but on Halloween, the last few years we've done, um, mm-hmm. we just invite over a bunch of people from the neighborhood and I do black bean soup, which I mean, you can't get mm-hmm. like cheaper than black bean soup. And yeah. it's just on the stove and people help themselves and put on their little toppings. And it's so cheap yeah, and so easy do. and we people do. don't care. We do the same thing with yeah. chili. Right. And- yeah, and that's a great fun night too. You have all the topping bar, make a cute little topping bar, and then you right, have and chili. it goes back to the other. I mean, it's just as far as what to serve. It's just done. Soup is just the way to go because you make it, and then you can just sit there till people are ready to eat it. Yeah, totally, totally, I agree. Yeah, anything like that, anything you can do in a crock pot, you can have ready mm-hmm. ahead of time. You certainly don't have to invest in pieces like in like chargers and you know that kind of stuff. You don't need to invest in that kind of stuff, but. I do, like, those wood chargers, those infamous wood chargers, um, they were a couple dollars each. I have 12. They are wood. They go with every color scheme you're ever going to do. And so if you're wanting to, if this is something you're wanting to do and you either don't have the space or the budget to have, like, a lot of options, get something that you can use for every decor. Get gold chargers or get you know, just simple wood chargers or something that's going to go with anything. And then you have one thing to store and you can get creative with items like the fabric you use or the color of um, candles or, you know, the flower, the colors Mm -hmm. of the flowers that you buy. 
And then that's how you can kind of yeah, mix it up. Yeah, splurge on one thing. I mean, I, I would say, I would just add to that, like, say you have six wood chargers and six gold chargers. So alternate them around your table. Like, I think it's, mm-hmm. I think a good way yeah. to save money is just to mix what you have, but make it look like it's all intentional. Um, you can also borrow pieces. I mean, ask your neighbors what they have. And then shop your house. Yes, Shop absolutely. your house. Like, no one knows that the candlesticks you brought up from the basement or that you just pulled stuff from right. your bedroom. Shop your house mm-hmm. is a good tip. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say one thing I have done. Um, my everyday dinnerware is just white, plain white plates. I have a thing about eating on plain white plates. Um, but the thing that's so great about that is that it goes with every single table scape that I'm going to do. And I bought my plain white plates at Ikea and they're very cute. They have a little bit of a decorative edge, but they're all white and they look nice. And then I tend to purchase appetizer plates. And so I have like a set of Thanksgiving appetizer plates. I have a set of Christmas appetizer plates. I have some cheetah appetizer plates. I have a bunch. Number one, they're smaller, so they're easier to store. And number two, that's the plate you're going to see. I mean, you don't, and I will say, I very rarely, very rarely do we actually use the appetizer plate. <laughs> it's strictly to make my table look pretty. And then when we go to eat, we remove the appetizer plate. But um, that's a great way. If you don't have a lot of storage and you want to start building up some pieces, buy appetizer plates and then just use those as your varying decor. And don't worry about having you know, 30 different sets of plates. Not that anyone other than myself or Tracy Stigler would do that, but. (laughs) Tracy. (laughs) And the appetizer plates also don't have to be real plates. You could use a paper plate. There are some super cute paper or plastic plates. For Christmas last year, I bought some that were Santa Claus faces and we use those. So you don't, it doesn't have to be expensive or permanent. I like it. Number five is how to keep momentum going at your party. So, uh, Emmy and I were talking, I think this is something that keeps some people from hosting a lot in their house because they're just nervous about like the flow of the party. Um, so we just wanted to give some tips on that. So I would say one thing I like to do is I like to reserve certain tasks for like people that come early and, or introverts, like, because some people, Okay, I'm the type of person, if you're feeling awkward at my house, all of a sudden, I'm going to become really awkward. So I like to keep <laughs> little tasks for people that come early. I'm like, oh, hey, could you fill this pitcher? And, you know, or like fill the glasses or, mm, yes. you know, let them take dishes to the table. I mean, there's a ton of things that you can do. So I would say reserve some tasks for people at your party. because and, and there are certain personality types like me who like to help when they get to someone's house. Yes, I agree. Don't steal people's joy by not allowing them to help too. Because some people, they, that like fills them up to help. Mm-hmm. I always say yes when people offer to help. <laughs> yeah. So I would just say, yeah, mentally yeah. have a few things that if you can. Yeah, it's a good idea. And then if no one, no one offers, just make your kids do it. Right. Perfect. That's why we had them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Unpaid wait staff. Yeah. Um, and then, I don't know, we were, you were going to say something about, we talked about like activities. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm not like crazy about having like forced icebreaker kind uh-huh. of activities, but I do think it's a good idea to have some thoughts in mind. Not necessarily where it'd be like a game, but like you could have some ideas about something you could talk about at the dinner table, like um, have everybody share what their favorite family tradition is or 
know, something uh-huh. that would be related to the dinner party, but it would just give you, and it doesn't even have to, like, it, you don't have to formally say, like, okay, now we're going to go around the table and talk about what's your favorite family tradition, but you could just say, like, you could bring it up into the conversation, you know, uh-huh. oh, I just, I love having dinner parties. It's one of my favorite traditions. Do you guys have any traditions you love to do? Um, And just, it'll keep the conversation flowing. Yeah, I think you can have a few in your back pocket and maybe you use them and maybe you don't, but um, they're good to have. One thing we did for Thanksgiving one year, which I loved and I should do again, um, we we I, my mom had found these place cards that were like a little strip of paper that said, I'm thankful for. And then, actually, I don't even think they all, I think they all had different prompts. Um, and then it was like, you filled it out and then we all went around and shared what we had put. But that's one thing you could do too mm-hmm. with a place card is you could have a little prompt on the place card. Super simple. Um, yeah, super simple. And then if you get to it, you get to it. If you don't, you don't. But even and even if you don't end up doing it like as a table, someone if someone is sitting down next to someone, they may just like start. Oh, let's start talking about. It. It'll give me. It'll give them something to talk about. You know, so mm-hmm. they'll start help them to spur the conversation. Um, okay. Now, what so yeah, about like idea. what about um, ending a party? Oh, okay. So one tip I have. One tip I do have, like a kind of transitionary um, thing to keep the momentum going at your party, is you can. You could do dessert, like, in a different area of your house. Mm. So maybe move from the table to the living room and you have a different drink with dessert. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that can be good. But I do think, like, I mean, what you don't want to have to do is be like, well, I'm going to let you guys go (sighs) at your own dinner party. So you got any tips for that? Well, I would just say if if you're specifically like ready to wrap it up, I think one good way to do it would just to be like get it, just get everyone's attention, do it almost like a toast, and just say you know before Perfect. before anyone needs to head out, mm-hmm. hint hint, mm-hmm. wink wink. Before y'all need to head out, I just wanted to thank you all so much for coming, and you know you or you could say something nice about everyone, but it, it's a good. I think sometimes people are waiting for the queue and they want the queue. Right. And they feel awkward about leaving before you give them, like, permission to leave. Or, oh, I just thought of this off the top of my head and it's a good one. Um, <sighs> if you have a little, like, um, favor mm-hmm. for people to take home with them, that's a great way. Bring out the favor and be like, make sure you take this with you before you leave. Like, you don't have to leave now, but just before you right. leave, make sure you take one of these with you. And that way it gives people an excuse to start talking about leaving yeah and I've noticed too you can ask along those same lines you can ask people like does anyone need anything else and then that's like a cue for someone to be like no and you know what we need to get going and I I find like usually when you ask that question when the time is right and people should be thinking about going it's usually a cue for them (laughs) to go um but don't get up and start doing your dishes no no and I'm kind of of the mind unless someone is like related to me or there's some kind of compulsive freak don't people people are are only offering to do your dishes because they're trying to be nice so what's your family and the compulsive types do your dishes but other than that say I got it because you know I actually love I love hosting the dinner party but I also love when everyone leaves and then Pete and I are cleaning up and we like talk about the party and how fun it was yeah so yeah I agree I agree. I think that's a good tip. I mean, I do think sometimes we we had a Christmas dinner party here once and all the husbands ended up getting up and doing all the dishes together, which was kind of nice. And mm-hmm. they all were in there talking and we were all sitting in the living room around the Christmas tree. And I'm all so, for that. I, I mean, yeah, if it's a situation where it's like, 
But if you have one person to offer and they head off to the kitchen alone, like, <laughs> let's just curtail that. <laughs> sure, that'd be great. I'll just sit here. Keep drinking. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want that. Um, yeah, I mean, you could give them their coffee in a to-go cup if you wanted to really push them out the door. <laughs> <laughs> you could go to the bathroom and just stay there for a really long time. <laughs> I mean, you could turn the lights off. <laughs> I mean, there are some options. Oh, Nathan would do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. We have a friend. Well, we had a friend. I won't name names. Um, but he was married to a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he used to legitimately turn off the lights and like turn off the air conditioning and be like, I'm going to bed. Oh, I think I know who you're talking we about. Like, okay, well. All right, great. That's a wrap. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Guess you're ready for us to leave now. I don't recommend doing that, but Mm -hmm. I do think that there are ways you can subtly move things forward. I agree. Like that are gracious and kind. Yeah. 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 But I, a little favor is a great way because then you can even, and you don't even have to hand it to people. You can just like take the basket to the door and then just say, hey, just before you guys leave, make sure you, I put this by the door over here whenever you're ready to leave. Make your way to the door. Yeah, there's ways to say it without being rude. And the people, most people take the hint, I think. I think sometimes people are looking for the, like, excuse. I agree. I agree. They're so help, help them out with that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I want to go, I mean, I love when I'm hosting and I get to um, decorate my table. It's the best part. And now oh, I'm feeling like I wish I had something to go upstairs right now and decorate a table for well, my table is still currently decorated by my dinner party that I had on Sunday. <laughs> and I decided to leave it because it looks really pretty and it's making me happy right now. So That was a good one. Yeah. I had a meeting this morning because my daughter's school has asked me to be in charge of the decor for the um, fundraising gala. And I'm like, the girl was like, you know, don't feel like you have to do too much. I'm like, oh, you don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going you to tell me to stop. I would have laughed. I told, I told her, I was like, feel free to tell me. That's enough now because <laughs> right. I I will be much more likely to go over the top than than to not do enough. So, yeah. FYI, <laughs> new friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun, fun kickoff for our season. I hope people enjoyed it and got some ideas. And I, I really will um, work on some Pinterest I, um, board organizations so that people can check out my Pinterest boards, get some ideas. And if anyone decides to host a party, I would really love to see your pictures. So tag us. Please do. Yep. Have fun hosting this holiday season. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. And while you're over there, please give us a five-star review. Also, give us a follow over on Instagram. We are at 5ThingsPodcast. That's the number 5ThingsPodcast. If you have any topic suggestions, we would love to hear them. So send us a DM through Instagram and we'll try to get you on the show. That's right. It all would not be possible without the help of Jeff and Taylor over at Good Ear Audio. You can find them on Instagram at good underscore ear underscore audio. And they can help you with all your podcast needs. We'll meet you back here next week. Thank you.